Welcome to the Broadcast Storm, episode number 82, the storm control feature on Cisco Catalyst switches. Everybody, this is Kevin Wallace, and in this episode of the Broadcast Storm, I want to tell you about a feature available on our Cisco Catalyst switches that I think goes really overlooked a lot of times, and they can really help us out. It's called Storm Control. Let me give you a couple of examples of where this might help us out. Let's say that our network is being the target of a DOS, a denial of service attack. Somebody's launching just a flood of traffic coming into our network in an attempt to, to bring it down. Well, what we could do is train our Cisco Catalyst switch ports to look for a storm of traffic. It could be a storm of unicast traffic or multicast traffic or broadcast traffic. And we get to define what a storm looks like. And in response to this storm condition, we can do a couple of different things. We could put that port that's experiencing the storm into an air disable state where it's not going to be passing traffic. It's going to prevent that storm from impacting our network. Or if we have a simple network management protocol set up, SNMP, we could send an SNMP trap to an SNMP server and maybe get somebody alerted that this is happening. We could do one or the other, or we could do both of those actions. And we could do that for a unicast storm or a broadcast storm or a multicast storm. Here's another scenario where this might help us out. Perhaps a spanning tree protocol simply fails. If you've ever been in a class where I teach the spanning tree protocol, you probably heard me tell the story about when I worked down at Walt Disney World and we had a broadcast storm, thanks to spanning tree failing, in Epcot. And guests were not able to check in to the resorts like the Yacht and Beach Club. And it was because spanning tree had failed and we were suffering from a broadcast storm. Well, if we had had storm control enabled on those switches... That would have stopped it. That would have fixed our issue or prevented it from bringing everybody down. So storm control can not only help protect us against a malicious denial of service attack, it could prevent us from going down in the event that spanning tree were to fail, as an example. So let's think logically about how this works. First, how do we define a storm? Well, we as the administrator get to say what we consider to be a storm, and we get to define storms differently for unicast, for broadcast, and for multicast. And we can do it in one of three ways. We could define a storm as a certain number of bits per second. So if we exceed this amount of bandwidth, that's a storm. Or we could define a storm as a certain number of packets per second. Or we could define a storm as a third option as a percentage of the interface bandwidth. As an example, let's say that we're concerned about broadcast storms, which would be the most common type of storm that we're concerned about. And we're going to say that a broadcast storm is happening when our interface bandwidth exceeds, let's say, 40%. And I just made that number up. That could be different based on what your baseline traffic looks like. But let's say that we define a broadcast storm as broadcast traffic consuming 40% of the interface bandwidth. Well, that is a threshold that's called the rising threshold. And the way it works is if we go above this rising threshold within a time period, and that's a one second period of time, then in the next time period, the next one second period of time, then the switch is going to do whatever action we said. Maybe send off an SNMP trap. Maybe put that port into an error disable state. Maybe do both. But let's just pretend we're going to put the port into an error disable state. So in the first time period, in the first one second period of time, we exceed that threshold. And again, we're saying that that's 40% of the interface bandwidth. And then in the next time period, we're going to go into an error disable state. So traffic is not going to be passing that port during that period of time. And let's say that during that period of time, that second one second period of time, 
that the traffic dies down a little bit and it comes down below that rising threshold. Let's say that we went from 45% of the interface bandwidth, which triggered the storm alert, we came down to 35% of the interface bandwidth. Does that mean that we're going to start forwarding traffic in the next time period? Not necessarily. You see, we have an additional threshold. Not only do we have the rising threshold, we also have a falling threshold. Storm control is going to kick in when we exceed the rising threshold, but operation does not go back to normal until we fall below the falling threshold. So in our example, I said that our rising threshold was 40% of the interface bandwidth. Let's say that our falling threshold is 30% of the interface bandwidth. That means that in one time period, we were at 45% of interface bandwidth. That exceeded the rising threshold. So in the next time period, we're blocking traffic. We went into that error disable state. And during that time period, the traffic came down, the broadcast traffic came down, and we're at 35%. Well, still, even though we're below the rising threshold, at 35% of interface bandwidth, we're still over our falling threshold of 30% of interface bandwidth. That means in that third time period, we are still blocking. Now, maybe in that third time period, the broadcast traffic dies down a bit more. Let's say we go down to 25%. Now, at that point, we have fallen below our falling threshold, which means in the next time period, the next one second period of time, we're going to return to normal operation. We'll start forwarding traffic again. We can define storm control for unicast, broadcast, and or multicast. We can have the action of going into an air disable state and blocking traffic on that port. We have the action of sending an SNMP trap message, or we have the action of doing both. And a storm gets triggered when however we define a storm, be it packets per second, bits per second, or percentage of interface bandwidth, however we've defined a storm, if we meet that condition, if we've exceeded the rising threshold, that's going to trigger whatever action we've configured. But it's not enough to just fall below the rising threshold to go back to normal. We also have to fall back below the falling threshold. Now, by the way, the way I explained this, I said that we're going to do something in the next time period. If we exceed the rising threshold in this time period, I said that we would be blocking traffic during the next time period. Well, that is the way it works on many Cisco Catalyst switches, but some Cisco Catalyst switches, they don't wait for the next time period. If you exceed the rising threshold, they'll start blocking traffic immediately. Just check your documentation for your particular switch model to see how it works with your switch. But that's an overview of how storm control works. It can help protect us against malicious denial of service attacks. It can help protect us from a non-malicious failure of spanning tree protocol. And the storm control feature is a topic on Cisco's switch exam. That's part of the CCMP route switch curriculum. It's exam number 300-115. And if you enjoyed this content, if this is relevant to what you're working with and what you're studying, I'd like to tell you about a live training that I'm doing for Safari Books Online. Not sure when you're listening to this podcast episode, but around the end of October 2018, I'm going to be doing a live online training for Safari Books Online. It's going to be three hours a day for three days. And in that total of nine hours that we're going to be spending together, we're going to cover every single topic on the Switch Blueprint. It's going to be October 29th, 30th, and 31st. The time is 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., Eastern Daylight Time. That's GMT minus four. If you want more information on this or if you want to sign up, you can go to bit.ly, bit.ly slash switch hyphen OCT for October hyphen 18 
for 2018. So again, that's bit.ly slash switch hyphen OCT hyphen 18. And from there, if you're already a Safari Books Online member, you can sign up for free. Just sign up and show up. If you're not yet a Safari Books Online subscriber and you've not yet taken advantage of their free trial, I think it's a I think it's a 10-day trial. What you could do is just sign up a few days before class begins and you could take the class for free. If you already have taken advantage of their free trial, it's just $39 a month to sign up for Safari. So you might want to sign up for just one month to take the Switch course with me. And it's a live online course and there's going to be plenty of opportunity to interact and ask questions. And again, if you're already a Safari Books Online member, it's totally free. To sign up, it's bit.ly slash switch hyphen OCT hyphen 18. I'll put that link in the show notes for you. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode of The Broadcast Storm. Broadcast Storm.